flow, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies The fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality guys Today we have Q and AF That's where uh, you get to submit questions and we answer them here on the show uh, there's a couple ways you could submit questions. You could submit them by guys. You can email those questions in to ask Andy at AndyForSella.com. Or uh, now that we're on YouTube, you go on YouTube, uh, you find the Q and AF episode. You go hit subscribe. You go down in the comments and you leave us a question, and then we'll pick some questions from there to answer on the show as well. This is not a Q and A show. Now this exact show is, but this is actually a bunch of shows within the show that we call Real AF. And uh, today you're going to hear Q and AF. Um, and then you're going to hear CTI. CTI is cruise the internet. That's, that's basically what we do whenever we want to talk about what's going on in the world. We throw up headlines on the screen. We talk about them, talk about what may be true, what may not be true. We speculate on what it all means. And then we talk about how we can all be solutions to the problems going on in the world. Then we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some stuff that I think you need to hear. And then we have full length. Full length is what you're used to seeing and hearing on other people's shows where they have a bunch of guests in the room or a guest and they have conversation. And then sometimes we have 75 hard verses. 75 hard verses is where I bring in someone who's changed their life via 75 hard, uh, the live hard program. And we interview them and uh, we learn from them and hear their story. So those are the basic episodes of what we do within the scope of real AF. Uh, yeah. And we got a fee. Okay. And the fee is this, um, buy all my shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You don't have to buy all my shit. I do appreciate it though. Um, but no, we don't have a fee. We don't have a monetary fee for the show, nor do I run ads on the show. Uh, I could make eight figures a year running ads on the show very easily. I don't do it because I don't want to answer to people about what I say on the show. I want you guys to know that I'm not saying things because I'm getting paid to say them. And I want you to get the authentic Andy. And um, in exchange for that and the value I provide, I just ask very simply that if you get value out of the show, if it makes you laugh, it makes you think gives you new perspective, it teaches you new skills, if it helps you out, uh, please share the show. And please share that particular show, okay? Like sharing one show out of every 100 that you listen to isn't really helpful for us. You know, we're trying to get this message out. We're trying to make a change. We're trying to help what's going on in the world. And for that to happen, I need you guys to pay the fee. So uh, please pay the fee. And if you don't like the show, don't feel obligated to pay the fee. It's very simple. So with that being said... What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Oh, no, dude, I, want, I wanted to get your take on this because I know a lot of, uh, especially on YouTube, like I know the audience loves the CTIs, right? It's weird, dude. It's super it's, it's weird. It's inverse. Because like yeah. on audio, everybody loves the Q&AFs. Right. And then on YouTube, everybody loves the CTIs. Right. It's, it's fucking weird. It's a huge, it, it's definitely uh, an interesting. YouTube is a whole new thing. Dude. It's a different animal. Yeah. Different animal. But we know that a lot of people like the, the CTIs just in general, right? What can can you can we just quickly go into and kind of explain your vision about how these Q and A episodes tie in to the CTI episodes and what the what that relationship should look like? Well, yeah, it's very look simple. These. Look, um, you need practical skills. You need practical knowledge. You need to know how to operate and be successful. We all know that. That's what Q and A F hits on. Um, I help you guys solve problems based on my perspective of being an entrepreneur for twenty four years and being a uh, very, very, very successful entrepreneur for 24 years. Um, well, not for all 24 years, but at this point in time. Um, 
And then, you know, a lot of people who are interested in personal development, they're like, oh man, I wish you would just do the personal development and leave the CTA. Well, dude, you, you guys that say that shit, you're the reason we're in this fucking mess. Okay. Just like a fish has to live in an aquarium, it requires clean water to live in its environment. To be successful, to make a lot of money, to, to build a great life, to do all the things that you guys want to do with the personal development content, we have to have freedom in society. And because entrepreneurs have been so focused over the last 10, 12 years of just making money and being successful, and a lot of us have done very well, we've taken our eye off the ball of what's going on in culture and society. And uh, it's a shit show, if you hadn't noticed. And I know a lot of you guys would rather just look away and say, oh, it'll get better and someone else will handle it. But I got news for you. No one's fucking coming to handle it except us. Okay, so it's very simply, you have to understand and preserve the environment, not the green environment. I'm not talking about the water and the fucking soil. I'm talking about your environment that you want to use to plant the seeds that are going to grow into your fruitful, fulfilling, rich-ass motherfucking baller future that you're trying to create, okay? We have to have freedom. Has to, it, has to have, it has to be there. Without it, you can't grow. And the perspective that a lot of you guys don't understand is that, and I do understand this, and this is why we do these things. Um, what I experienced for the last 24 years is a lot different than what you're going to experience for the next fucking 24 years if you don't change what the fuck is going on. And you will not be able to do the things that I've been able to do over the last 24 years. So you guys who fucking cry to me and say, oh, we stick to personal development. You're an idiot. You're not understanding that fucking without freedom, we will fucking not be able to do the things we're trying to do. And the fact that you're trying to stick your head in the sand and look the other fucking way is the reason the rest of us have to try so fucking hard to fix it. Yeah. So we would just appreciate if you would just take a little bit of simple interest in what's going on in your community, get engaged to preserve freedom so that we all can go out and build the lives that we want to build. It's very, like, in my mind, it's fucking peanut butter and jelly. But for some people, they can't grasp the connection. Yeah. So, yeah. can't have one without the other, bro. That's sure. it's, it's that simple. So, CTI, we're, we're doing in-depth soil analysis and Q&As. We're teaching you about the fucking CTI. Telling you how to plant. plant the motherfuckers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a great relationship. I just thought, thought that was important to bring up. Well, bro, I just get, I do get tired of you guys, like, real talk. Like, some of you guys that message me and say that shit, like, it's very fucking aggravating. Because you're showing a couple things. You're showing that you're ignorant to what it takes. And then you're also showing that you're selfish. You're showing that you don't give a fuck about anyone else but your exact results. Okay? And here's where the catch-22 for you is going to be. Is that because you're selfish, you're not going to be able to grow yourself because you're not paying attention to the environment of freedom that we must preserve to be able to do what we're trying to do. So... Your ignorance and your apathy and your willingness to look the other way will eventually come to your doorstep and clip your fucking wings. And that's what you have to understand. That's why we do it. That's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I'm willing to risk to do it. That's why I fucking take the abuse to do it because it's fucking important because if we don't have freedom, none of the other shit I talk about is even fucking relevant at all. Yeah, super important. I love that. But <clears throat> yeah, so it is Q&A. So let, let's, uh, let, let's plant some seeds. Yeah. Uh, question number one, Andy, I've followed you since the MFCEO days, and I've seen you go. Well, those are coming back. <laughs> and I've seen you go from being overweight to being an amazing, fantastic physical shape. Oh, let's see some more. Huh? Jack tan, juicy <laughs> as fuck. Thank you. Keep going. 
Uh, Andy, I follow you on Instagram. I see you're doing 75 hard. You're putting in the work. My question is, what have you noticed has been the biggest change or improvement with your business as a result of getting in better physical shape? Man, you know, I couldn't name one specific thing because all of it's improved. I mean, if I go back and like count, like if you were to go back four years and see where we were four years ago to where we are now, it would speak for itself. It should speak for itself. You know, four years ago, we had, I don't know, fucking 100 employees. You know, we've got all close to 500 employees under roof here. I've got 200,000 square feet in the building we're sitting in. I've got 200,000 square feet going up across the street. I've got another 180,000 square feet going up across the street. Um, our, our company has grown multiple times over in those four years. Um, so, you know, I mean, everything has fucking gotten better. Uh, but I would say if I had, if you made me like you put a gun to my head and you said, okay, wh- what did, what's the thing that you noticed the most? Um, it's, it makes it a lot easier to lead. Okay. When you're in great physical shape and people know you handle your shit and they see you working and they see you doing all the work, um, people are not only inspired to do the same and hold a high level, uh, but they're also, they also listen to you when you talk, you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to say things more than once. You don't have to have like these powwows to convince people. Like it's very simple. It takes all the, it takes all the questioning and all the, all skepticism. The, yeah, yeah, all that shit, it yeah. takes it and removes it because people can see very clearly that you are who you say you are and that there's a mutual respect built there uh, because they will then continue to work. And so you see them working and then it just makes the whole environment work that much better. Yeah. So I think the ability to lead and get stuff done at a quicker rate with less resistance, with less selling on why it's a good idea uh, when you have a team is, is uh, it's invaluable benefit because it saves you so much time it saves you so much um you know anxiety and stress and frustration you know back before i took my stuff really seriously it was uh you know it it was a lot harder you know what i mean because i would have people that were you know in much better shape than me living at a much higher level than me and here i am thinking because i'm the boss that they got to listen to me which was true but I had to give some convincing and like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just a better place to lead from. Like you lead from the fucking front. You don't lead from the back. You don't, you know, like I, I would say the leadership ability. Yeah. You know, it's just less, it's less difficult. You're not pulling against the grain and it's easy to get people coordinated and moving quick. I mean, and obviously, I mean, there's countless of other yeah. you know, benefits, I mean, right? You're, you're, you're sleeping better. You're living better. You're feeling better. You're going to be able to live longer. Hopefully, well, right? dude, I mean, there's all these other benefits. Dude, I think confidence is a big thing. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, like, dude, when I look at myself, you know, and, you know, everybody's at a different level, right? This has nothing to do with I'm the fucking best physical specimen. Like there's fucking 50 dudes in here that look better than me. Right. There's there's fucking dudes out there, uh, you know, that look like motherfucking C-bomb. Right. Like, right, Well, right. there's not many that look like him, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Like there's. It's not about the actual level of conditioning. It's about how close you're living to your top level of conditioning on a day in and day out basis. And that's mental and physical. And by living as close to your potential as you possibly can on a day in and day out basis, that instills a level of confidence that cannot be fucked with. Okay. Because like when, when I look at me or I have doubts about me or my abilities, I'm very simply 
asking myself a simple question. Well, who else is doing what the fuck you're doing? Who else is putting in the work you're putting in? Who else is planting the seeds that you're planting? Who else is doing all this stuff? And the answer is fucking nobody. Okay, so it's very hard to feel doubtful or not confident when you can look around at all your peers and everybody else that you compete with and you could say, I know they're working hard, but they ain't doing what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. And like that gives you a, pl- and that's no disrespect, bro. That's just me, what I have to do to get to my level of optimization. Like I'm not a particularly talented or overly skilled individual. So for me to operate at that high level, I have to have my shit in order. Like, it's not about me walking around thinking I'm the toughest fucking dude or thinking I'm ultra, you know, more disciplined than all of you guys or whatever, bro. We all have our weaknesses. We all have our strengths. But for me to operate on a high level, being just a normal fucking guy that comes from the same place that most of you guys come from, I have to do that to be competitive because at this level, everybody's good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody I compete with on this level is fucking, they're fucking great at what they do, whether it be. In the, any of the areas I'm in in business, whether it be fucking uh, my personal development brand, whether it be my speaking ability, like I am constantly competing with some of the best people at what they do in the world all the time. And I have to be at a high level and all that shit or fucking my shit doesn't work. Right. Right. So I have to do it. It's non-negotiable. And I, I it's not it's a requirement. It's not like a nice thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <clears throat> Andy, what, what do you say? to the leaders out there or the CEOs out there that are in business, that have been in business for years, they're not in the best physical shape. Is, is there a valid argument to, to, the, to the, I guess, is, is this a valid argument, right? Like I've invested so much, I've just been focused on the business that I forgot about myself. For sure. Right, like how do you address that? Like, for sure. like no, talk dude, to those look, guys. Look, for sure that's a valid argument. I live that life. Yeah. Like, bro, remember, I was 15 years in the business and I, was, I had, and, and by the way, I grew up an athlete. I played all kinds of sports at a high level my whole life. It's not like I was this big fat piece of shit for my whole life. Right. The business fucking started going. I didn't know how to handle it. I started coping with alcohol and fucking food. Um, and, you know, I got fat, <laughs> real fat. And uh, I could easily see how someone could find themselves in that position and, and at that time, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, I would, if you would have asked me at that time, like, was it affecting me? I would have been like, fuck no, I'm, I'm winning, dude. I'll fuck kick your ass even though I'm fat. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would say shit like that. But bro, the truth is, is that that wasn't true. That was an insecurity. I was projecting and I wasn't truly confident in myself. And that was my defense mechanism. And so there's a big difference between pretending and actually being. And at that point in my life, I had to pretend because that's what it took to get the fucking job done. Um, when you get to the level of higher business, everybody's fucking great. Like every, everybody, and they're all smart. And guess what they all do? They all take care of themselves physically and mentally fucking all of them. Okay. So I see it as a requirement. And if I were to say something to one of you guys out there who maybe thinks like, oh, that's bullshit. I would say, bro, you're selling yourself way short because I thought I was that too. I thought I was fuck. I thought I could do it all. I thought it didn't matter. The truth is it mattered a whole lot. And when I fucking got my shit together, the company went fucking bananas. And so not just this company, but all the ones I'm involved with and everything I do, speaking, personal development brand, podcast, fucking my, my actual companies, like my life, like fucking everything. It's just, it's like pouring gas on a fucking fire, bro, yeah. to create an inferno. And you can't sit there and say, well, my little fire works just the same as that big inferno. No, it doesn't, dude. 
well, I could cook marshmallows on my, yeah, okay, bro. Like, we, scorched earth. Yeah, there. right. Like, we're talking <laughs> about a fucking nuclear weapon right. versus your little fucking campfire. Like, it's a totally different thing. And people do have a hard time seeing that because when they're in it, when you're, when, when that's like, bro, when I was 350 pounds, bro, like, like, none, by the way, fuck all you people that didn't tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you fucking people, like, I didn't know you too. Like, you, you fuck, all my fucking people close to me, you guys all fucking dealt with it. None of you said shit. I didn't realize I looked like that. Now I look at the shit and I'm so fucking embarrassed. I can't even believe that I fucking even like went out of the house. You know what I mean? So fuck you guys. That's why I tell everybody that you asked me the other day, do I tell people? Yeah, I fucking tell them. You know why? Because I know what it's like to not be told. So, you know, if that's you, um, you're leaving a lot on the table, bro. And, and I want the best for you. And I, I, you deserve the best, but you got to develop yourself first. That's what I said on my story the other day. We were talk, talking about uh, build yourself first. You know, all, like on the last Q&AF that we did, you know, I, I made a statement about uh, these young guys making these podcast mics and like trying to put the content out before they actually build anything, putting the cart before the horse. And some, some might, you know, some of these young guys, they got a little offended, right? But guys, I'm saying that from a place of love. I'm saying that from a place of like, hey, motherfucker, like I'm telling you so you don't waste the next fucking 10 years of your life wondering why nobody's listening to you. Nobody's listening to you, bro, because you don't represent the shit you're fucking saying. You haven't built the shit you're saying. You haven't even built yourself. So if you haven't built a business and you haven't built anything, bro, build yourself because that doesn't take very long. You could talk a lot about that and a lot of people need that and it's valuable. So like start there and start moving and the rest of the stuff will come. And that's all I was trying to say. Like you guys that got upset with me, I mean, I get it, bro but I, I still love you. I'm fucking trying to help you out. I don't want you to waste the next five years wondering why nobody's fucking clicking on your shit. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I love that, man. <clears throat> uh, Andy, question number two. <clears throat> I've been using the power list and built consistency, uh, which has dramatically improved my personal and professional results. I have a vacation coming up and I do not want to lose any momentum, nor do I want my family's vacation to be negatively impacted. The question is, Andy, do you continue to utilize the power list 365 days per year, or are there periods of time, like vacations, that you truly allow yourself to disconnect? I'm, I'm not good at disconnecting. Um, I discovered a long time ago, and this, some people don't understand this, and I don't expect them to understand this, but I am only happy when I am on offense. If I'm only happy when I'm creating, I'm only happy when I'm building, I'm only happy when I'm de making deposits into something. Like I have to be moving forward or I'm fucking miserable. And it, I guess maybe it comes from 24 years of just being conditioned to have to do that for survival. And a lot of you guys are going to say, well, that's unhealthy. Well, yeah, it is. But, you know, there's benefits to come with it. Like I get to do whatever the fuck I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want, wherever I want, at any fucking time. I choose to actually do what I do. I like what I do. So there's benefits. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say it's for everybody because it ain't for everybody. And I'm not one of these entrepreneurs that's going to sit here and tell you that, you know, <clears throat> everybody's supposed to go out and become an entrepreneur. That's not true. It's statistically untrue. Okay. It's seven to 8% of the population and only 1% of that fucking 8% is actually successful. So it's a very competitive game. Most people are going to be great entrepreneurs. They're going to be part of an organization. They're going to contribute. They're going to make a lot of money. Those, that's just as important as entrepreneurs, bro. And you can do very well with way less stress in that role. Um, 
So I'm not good at disconnecting. And I know some of you guys will be like, oh, that's not healthy. That doesn't sound good. Well, you're not built like me. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, and you can fucking throw rocks and you can say that's not healthy. And you can say all this shit. I don't fucking care because what makes me happy is moving forward. I like that. Well, eventually you're going to die. No shit. I'm trying to cover as much ground as I can. <laughs> like, that's the point. Um, nobody's going to remember that. Doesn't matter. You know who will remember it? I will remember it the fucking two minutes before I die. I'd be like, motherfucker, I gave it everything I got. Let's see what's next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, so personally, dude, like I, I try to keep what I, the, the practical answer to this question is like when I went to Mexico, uh, was for my first vacation since our honeymoon uh, back in February. I enjoyed myself. I drank some beers. I ate some of their food. I fucking loved it. I had a good time, but I also did do my power list every day. It was just, not the same power list that I would do uh, if I were here. Yeah. Right. So I still got my workouts in. I still did these basic things, you know, except for like, instead of me rucking, it was, it was a fucking hour walk in the sand. Right. Like, like it was a little, that could be difficult too. Yeah, no, it definitely was, bro. (laughs) It it was. But my point is, is you, you dial it back a little bit and and the way you dial it back just a little bit um, is just by accommodating yourself while you're there. And then you, you, if you check the shit off, you're keeping the momentum and you're continuing to win those days, knowing that the standards are just a little bit different for those days. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, bro, you got on vacation, fucking crush it, dude. Right. I get it. Like we have to have a normal life. Um, and so what I would do in that situation and what I, what I actually do do, I said do do, um, I, I, uh, that's one of your fucking jokes over there, brother. <laughs> get him a trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> go with two dicks yeah, right. <laughs> so 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 just you know make it for the day and 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 try to win that day yeah. you know what i'm saying and uh and keep the momentum flowing yeah and, and it's interesting dude because you know I, I travel with you when when you go around yeah. um we've traveled quite a bit right and like even on those travel days you still like those days are still win. Like when most people would think of a travel day like oh it's gonna it's take a day me. off no like yeah. like you you're we're still able to accomplish Every yeah. single thing that we need I get to up, accomplish. I get up early that day. Yeah, you make get, those adjustments. I get a workout in before I leave the house. Yep. Okay. Uh, we catch a plane. First thing we do when we get wherever we're going is we usually do the outdoor cardio. Yep. I mean, that's the routine for us when we travel. Like, we go put our shit in the room and fucking do outdoor cardio and then whatever else. And I stay on my diet. And, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Like, it just takes a little planning, bro, and, a, yeah. and some commitment. And losing the idea that, we have to have these like excuses. Like I used to, dude, I used to be so weak that I, I, I was like that. Like I would say, oh, well, this is travel day, so it doesn't count. Can't do shit. Yeah. yeah can't right. do shit. I'd right. throw the whole day away because I was fucking flying for two hours. <laughs> it didn't even make sense. That's real shit. Man. Yeah. But like, bro, I was also the guy that would go to a restaurant and not be able to control what I ordered off the menu. And, and while the menu's sitting in front of me, I already know what I should order. I'm in my head while the stuff's going on. You know, there's this like crucial moment that's coming. And it's when the waitress comes to your table or the waiter comes to your table and asks you what you want. And that whole time, this is how it used to go for me. I'd sit at the table and the whole time, it's usually with Emily, right? The whole time I'm sitting there thinking about what I'm going to say to justify what I'm about to order, which I know isn't good for me to her. To like make it sound like I'm really not breaking my shit, but like this is one that one little exception, and we'll start it back tomorrow. 
right? And that's how I got so big because I told myself that every fucking day. Every day I was like, all right, well, look, dude, I'm starting tomorrow, so I got to fucking get it in today, bro. I'm going to order pizza. I'm going to order this. I'm going to get my Chinese food. I'm going to get all this shit in. And I did that for like a fucking year, bro, right? I was going to start the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Before you knew it, I got on that scale and I was 350 and I was like, holy shit. And I remember when I got on the scale at 350, dude, because the last time I had been on the scale before that, I was 318. So I thought- It's a big difference. I know. I thought I was like, I thought I, I knew I had put a little, because you, dude, you know this because you've been big before. Yeah. Like when you get big, it's hard to tell how big you're actually getting because the clothes you're wearing a lot of times are like stretchy and like they don't, you know, it's, you're not like a, it's different. And bro, so I thought I was like, I'm like, ah, I might be like 320. Like I might be like 322. Bro, I got on and saw that 350. I, I fucking, I, it like fucked me up. Like it was like a fucking, like, I was like, fuck. This is not my life. I'm not doing this. I, I left the gym because I weighed myself at the gym. I saw the 350. I fucking left. I went and sat in my car and I didn't cry, but I was just like fucking on that verge for like an hour straight. I gathered myself. I went back in the gym and I started fucking training and I never looked back. And that was, that's, that's, that was it. Yeah. You know, we j I just feel like most people, like a, a lot of people, and I don't know if it's a fault of their own or not, but like we just so quickly try to jump to the excuse to pull us out from doing the shit we know. Nobody to do. could tell us these excuses better than us. Yeah. Who's going to sell you on the shit better than you? Yeah. Who, who, who could sell you better than you? Nobody. That's why it's such a hard thing to get control of. That's why it's so important to get in, in control of. That's why I fucking made the program, the Live Hard program, completely fucking free, dude. Because you fucking need it. Because you can't be free if you're not even free from your own thought process. If you can't even control your own urges and your own thoughts and your own internal dialogue, you're not free no matter what the fuck is going on in the world. So, you know, that's why I push it. That's why I give it you guys for free. That's why I live that lifestyle. I live that, bro, I don't have to live this shit anymore. I, I'm already, I'm programmed. You know what I'm saying? So like, I live it so that people will see it and be like, what's that? Because I know it's going to benefit the shit, you know? So if you're interested in that, you go listen to episode 208. It covers the whole program for free. It'll change your fucking life in a very short amount of time. And that's why I say build yourself first. Because if you build yourself first, that takes the least amount of time to do. Everything else takes more time. So build yourself into a fucking weapon. And then you'll be that much more productive, which saves time off the journey that you're trying to go on. Love that, man. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Andy, question number three. Andy, what were some of your fears that you had when you were first starting out in business? We're going back 24 years. Um, and more importantly, how did you overcome them? I just filed my LLC and started my business banking account, and I'm scared shitless. Good. You should be fucking scared. You should be anxious. You should be worried. You should be concerned. You know what that means? That means you actually give a fuck about what you're trying to do. Okay. Everybody tries to preach this, no anxiety, no stress, low, low drag, happy all the time shit. Bro, when you really care about something, you really want something to work, you're going to feel stress about it. You're going to feel anxiety about it. You know what? It means that you fucking give a shit. Okay? So first thing first, I'd say that's normal and i say that's great. All right? You should feel that way. Now, how do you deal with it? Here's how you deal with it. You go out every single day and you do everything you fucking can. That way, when shit's not materializing, you can look yourself in the mirror and be like, I planted the seeds today, bro. I planted the seeds yesterday. I planted the seeds before that. In fact, 
What did I say to you about three or four days ago getting out of my car at the end of the day? Uh, you said something to affect most people look at their days as if like, what did they get out when you should be looking at your days is what the fuck did you put in? And then what I say after that, <clears throat> I said, there ain't a motherfucker on this oh, yeah. fucking planet that's planting more, planting more seeds than me in the last fucking four months. Yeah. Okay. Because I've been planting and I've been planting the seeds deep and plentiful. All right. And if you live like that as an entrepreneur, you have nothing to fear because eventually those seeds are going to sprout. Eventually, those seeds are going to fucking produce fruit. And so you should not judge the entrepreneurship journey based off of how much sales you make, based off of how many customers you got, based off if the internet likes you today or they don't like you today. You should be judging yourself and saying, all right, did I do all I can? Did I fucking plant all the seeds I could today? And if the answer is yes, that actually reduces your anxiety. That reduces your stress. That reduces this frustration because you can look at yourself and honestly say, I'm doing everything I can fucking do. And bro, you can't do any more than you can do. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. So like, bro, by doing everything that you can possibly do to move forward, which I give you all the systems on how to do it, you can't possibly have that much anxiety because like, what else could you do? Right? Like I was just out in the gym training, dude, and Daryl was out there and we were talking. Daryl's one of the best dudes in our fucking company. No question. Works harder than I've probably been 99.99. Probably the hardest working dude here outside of a couple. There's three or four of them. He's one of them. We were talking about this little transformation contest that we have going on inside the company and then also um, outside. And he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I've given it everything I could fucking give it, dude. If someone beats me, it means they fucking... They really fucking worked. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be mad about that. And you, it's the same way in business. Like, if you do everything that you could do and someone still beats you, you could probably learn some skills from them. You could probably learn a little bit of technical skill, uh, but you can't really feel bad because you did all you know and you did all you're capable of. So, like, a great way to reduce stress and anxiety and frustration in business is just to do everything on a day-by-day basis that you could potentially do and then track it. This is why the power list is such an important tool because you can actually flip back through your notebook and literally see the day, the wins day by day by day by day, right? So like in those moments of doubt where you're like, oh man, I don't know the fuck, dude. I don't know if this is working. I don't know if this is, I don't know if I'm going to get paid. Like, I don't know if this is ever going to work. I don't fuck. People don't like my shit. I got three likes on my video. Like all that shit that comes to you when you're trying to build a brand. You can go to that notebook and you can flip back the last, you know, however long and you could say, well, fuck, man, I'm, I won all these days. Like this is, I just got to keep going. And that's yeah. the game. You know, most people just quit too early. Most people don't plant seeds on a regular day by day, disciplined basis. And, um, you know, that's the whole game. Just do those things. It sounds like the, like, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like a lot of people just have this. Uh, bad understanding of time, right? Like, like I'm hearing this, and I'm thinking about the like the story of like bamboo, right? Like it takes like ten years or something crazy no, no, like that. It takes it takes five years. To, okay, so the, the Chinese bamboo tree is a great example for success because when you plant it, it has to be watered and nurtured and taken care of for five years before it ever grows. All right, so think about that. You put this shit in the fucking ground and you have to go out there and you have to put, make sure it has water, make sure no one digs it up, make sure it doesn't get fucked up. 
And if you were to go out there and, and in six months, you're like, oh, no, this is happening. All right. And you dig the seed up. It ain't ever going to grow. All right. And what happens miraculously after five years of nurturing this seed, this thing starts to grow and it grows to 80 feet in, in like eight weeks, bro. Okay. So that's business. Business is the same way. There's this, you plant the seeds, plant the seeds, water the soil, water the soil. And eventually the harvest comes. It's no different than a farmer, bro. If a farmer went out and, and planted his corn in the field and went out there the next day and he looks at it and he's like, well, that didn't work yep. and walked away, what would happen? The whole planet would fucking starve. Okay. So understanding that things take time and sometimes they take a lot of time to actually start going. And when they start to go, they go real fast. That's a key understanding that you have to have, and it's a hard perspective to grasp when you've never witnessed it. But I can tell you, I've seen this process happen over and over and over and over again. And by the way, you've seen it happen too. You just haven't recognized it as happening. You guys see some of these guys who come out of nowhere on social media, but you didn't see them for the fucking five or six years before that. Right. You didn't see them doing their work five or six years, bro. Andrew Tate became the most popular motherfucker on the fucking planet. And he was doing content for fucking years before that. No one ever said shit about him when he was doing that. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, and, and that's just one example. You guys have all witnessed this. With, You're seeing the results. You see, yeah. Bro, Gary V, fucking legend in the in business and entrepreneur world. Bro, Gary was at the game for fucking a decade before you ever heard of him. Same for me. 15 fucking years before you ever heard my fucking name. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It just takes fucking time, dude. And the, when, you, when you get to a point where you, you, you adjust course too quickly, you're sabotaging your own success over and over. And this is what we see with a lot of young entrepreneurs. They try something. They get impatient. It didn't make them a million dollars in six weeks, okay, like the gurus promise them. And they, you know, they, they then change the thing, right? Mm -hmm. They go from that thing to the next thing that's happening right now. And then to the next thing three months from now and to the next thing three months from now again. And they repeat that process. Well, dude, if you repeat that process over and over and over again, nothing's ever going to produce for you because it takes longer than that. And it takes more expertise than that. And it takes more patience and it takes more skill. It takes more fucking everything, especially time. And so when you could grasp this, and this takes, this is difficult to grasp if you've never seen it, but you have seen it. All right. So just think about it. If that's, this is how it works. Listen to the people, bro. You don't hear, you don't hear genuinely successful people who have built things ever tell you, they never, you never hear them say this. They never tell you it's going to be easy. They never tell you it's going to be fast. They never tell you it's going to be fucking, you know, this fun ride. They never tell you this shit. You know why? Cause it ain't, you only hear people who haven't built shit say those things. And the reason you hear them say those things is because they're trying to sell you something. This is their ticket to prey on your impatience to get you to give your money to them. That's their business. All right. So you never hear the real shit from fake people. You only hear the real shit from motherfuckers like me or other people who have built undeniably successful things, tell you the truth about it. They tell you the truth. They say, Hey, it's going to be hard. It's going to take a long time. You're going to wish that you could quit a bunch of times. You're going to fucking lose friends. You're going to lose family. You're going to lose fucking relationships. Um, and 
it's going to be the hardest thing you ever fucking did. That's just the reality. Bro, yeah. yeah. And anybody who's built something real will tell you that. And it's only the fucking clowns that tell you anything different. So just to wrap this question up, Andy, so how do you, is there, is there, is there a tool that you use? Is there a skill that you develop? How do you operate with that fear? Like, how do you operate and, and still go plant those seeds with those fears that you had? I mean, dude, you were 19 when you fucking started this journey. Bro, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. What are you going to do? Sit there and be scared? What are you going to do? Sit there and cry? You're going to sit there and whine and wish it was easier? If you want to get from here to there, where you are now to where you're trying to go, you have to understand that you don't have a fucking choice. You have to get up every single day and you have to plant the motherfucking seeds. And planting the seeds has to happen every day and it has to happen every day for years on end before it really produces fruit. And a lot of you young guys will be like, that's the old way. No, motherfucker. That's the sure way. Okay? You don't get it yet. You're, you're inundated with the fucking chat GPT and this hack and that hack and this hack. And you know more than me at fucking 20 years old than I do at 43 years old with a proven fucking track record. Well, let me know how that fucking works out for you, bro. Give me a call in fucking five years and tell me who was right. Because I'll be fucking happy to tell you, guess what, bitch? I told you so. I'm giving you the real blueprint here. It ain't easy. It ain't always fun. It is a lot of fun sometimes, but it ain't always fun. It's stressful. It's hard. It's anxiety. It's scared. And you have to use all those emotions to push yourself forward. You have to say, bro, if I don't do this, it ain't going to happen. If I don't do this, it ain't going to happen. Bro, when I wake up in the morning, I think of people that are trying to compete with me. And I'm like, well, if I don't fucking do this, bro, that motherfucker's going to catch me. And that's, that's what, so I fucking go. I don't have a choice, right? So like, you just have to make it not a choice. This is what I talk about, zero options mentality. We have a whole episode on zero options mentality. Um, I'll get that for you in just a second. But the basic premise is very simple. When in the beginning, you do not have a real choice, okay? Like you're broke. You got all your shit wrapped up in this. It's something that you want to do, that you're scared to do. And you start, oh shit, oh shit is right. Okay, and then you got to go and you don't have a choice. In the beginning, it's real easy to operate on a zero options mentality because it's a literal truth. Where it gets tricky is whenever you start to make money, you start to get more comfortable, you start to have a nicer house and some, some cars and some expendable income. And then you start to think you, you don't have to get out of bed and do these things. You don't have to. And this is where you get caught. This is where you lose. Okay, so cultivating a zero options mentality and keeping, keeping it over the long haul is a massive thing. You do not have a choice but to go. And if you do not go, you will lose. That is the, that's the choice. It's either stay in bed and fucking lose or get the fuck up and plant the seeds and not see anything for it and do that again the next day and then the next day and then the next day for a few years at a minimum until you've learned some shit and those seeds start to sprout and then it gets a little more fun. So what episode? It's MFCEO episode 89. For those of you that don't know, uh, my original podcast is right there in the audio feed of Real AF. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you can get the complete MFCEO project library. It's 330 episodes of pure entrepreneur gold. And I don't think there's a better comprehensive library for a beginning entrepreneur than that podcast. It's complete. That's why I stopped it. Okay. Now I am bringing it back. It's going to be a little bit different this time, but I'll have announcements about that later. But the point is, go listen to those episodes, bro. It'll teach you everything you need to know. I love that, man. I love that. Well, guys, Andy, 
That was three. I paid a fee. On the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed.